represented that. What's good, fella? Where you at? Huh? Where you at? at? Join life, man. Oh, you scamming, huh? <laughs> that ain't your background. That ain't your background. It's all good, though. I respect it. I respect it. Isaac, Isaac recently moved somewhere in the LA area, so he's trying to stun his new view. I respect it. Uh, section couldn't go. <laughs> you guys already know what it is. Um, my name is Dom. My name is Isaac. And this is Street Ball, season two, episode five. Hey, we Dom, call this one this, great. What's up? This is a special episode, man. Very special episode. Why is that? Because greatness takes balls. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's crazy, like uh, some people might know what we're talking about, but that that phrase right there is it it it, uh, it describes a lot of the things we're going to talk about today, specifically Team USA, you know, they coming up short. But before we go, we're going to uh, plug the show. Make sure you guys like and subscribe to the Balls Life Podcast Network channel. Turn your notifications on and ring that bell. All right, let's get it. First up, USA finishes fourth in the FIBA World Cup in surprising fashion. They went through a full play, dominated, but lost three of their last four games, did not medal. Um, Germany uh, wins a final over Serbia, 83 to 77. Um, Dennis Schroeder led the way with 28 points. Franz Wagner actually uh, paced him as well with 19 for the Germany team to win the gold medal in the FIBA World Cup. Uh, this was this is a monumental victory for Germany, uh, given that you know, we, we, we've seen some good German team, German players, you will, over the years, but haven't had a great team. This is actually their first gold medal at the World Cup since 2014. Uh, what's your reaction to this, Isaac? Well, it's crazy. It's something special. You know, they're representing their their areas. Uh, I don't know, man. USA is kind of disappointed taking the L's. Like, what do you think, Dominic? You think they should be taking any losses? We're going to get to that right now. Uh, after this, that that's the bigger part of this discussion. Uh, but you know, we got to give our flowers to Germany. Dennis Schroeder, uh, just, just was a Laker this past year, it was the second stint with LA, so you know, we got to talk about him. Uh, and then rookie Franz Wagner, uh, who played at Michigan, um, is they were both invaluable for the German team to this run, even in a game where, um, the last time we we're on air before the final four, um, we talked about Dennis Schroeder going four for 26 from the field, and somehow Germany still managed to win in that game, um, which was a monumental victory on their way to getting this gold medal. Um, I'm really impressed with Dennis. What's up? I, I bet you wish Dennis played like this with the Lakers, man. No, he did, man. No, no doubt. International competition is different. Like, you got – you don't have all-star players on every team every night. It's more about camaraderie. And, um, you know, your, your, uh, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Your, uh, like your, your pride in your country. You know what I mean? So some guys play even better for the country because it, in some ways it means more to them. Dennis, you know, by all means is a, is a really good score. Uh, just a little small on the smaller end, uh, in comparison to some of the guards in the West, but still no doubt, uh, a great, you know, international player, you know, um, but you know, this is kind of a breakout. I, I guess you're right. I haven't seen Dennis Schroeder do this. Uh, Franz Wagner did great in his rookie year. Um, or uh, it might be the end of his second year. But is this is this a thing that signs 
uh, sign of things to come for these two players in particular. Do you expect uh, Dennis Schroeder to have a breakout year for Toronto and also uh, Franz Wagner for the Orlando Magic? Man, I hope they do, but I don't know. I just think the NBA is way different. It's the best players in the world. And I think the athleticism is just way crazier. The skill level is way higher. So, yeah, I don't know about a breakout season just because of this performance. I don't think so. What about you? You know what? I think um, Dennis Schroeder is, is, you know, at the end of his, I guess, his peak, I would say. Um I don't see his career getting much better at this point. He's a very serviceable point guard in the league. Um, any team would be lucky to have him. He definitely has his shortcomings. Like like I said, uh, we, we saw that he was a little smaller last year in the playoffs against Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's not the biggest guard, but uh, he's a little unshy. He's not the most athletic. Uh, plays great defense. But um, as far as Franz Wagner, he's in his uh, – yeah, Germany is in the world champs, but as far as Franz Wagner, he's early in his career. He's had breakout performances. You can see how good he can be. I don't know if he's going to be a superstar, but I think that he has the potential to be an all-star. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, shout out to Germany, man. That was that was their first um, World Cup gold medal and, since 2014. So you got to give it up for them because nobody expected them. You, we were talking about Canada, USA maybe Serbia. You always talk about Spain. Those, those are the usual suspects, but Germany came in and did their thing. Now, we got to talk about the real business right now. Team USA, uh, not mentioning the notes, but they lost Serbia or Germany in the semifinals and then turned around and lost to Canada of all teams in overtime in the bronze medal game. Did not even medal in this uh, World Cup. Now, here's some, here's some interesting stats about this. Um, USA has not medaled in the last two World Cups. Then 2020, 2019 in Brazil, they came in seventh. They lost less games in that World Cup, but they came in seventh place. This year we come in fourth. And for Canada, this is their first time beating Team USA in any type of global challenge championship. So World That's Cup, Olympics. The USA was previously 12-0 and against Canada and 30-2 and two in all senior competitions. So that means any exhibition games, anything like that. Um, what, what do you think about this right here? Um, uh, one more thing. Dylan Brooks scored 39 points in this game. Dylan Brooks. Uh, so well, what does that say? Does it say more about Team USA, or does this say more about where Canada is coming, like where they come and where they're going to be in 2024? Um, I think bro, Team USA has a target on their back. That's the team to beat. But uh, Canada looks good. I mean, Dylan Brooks did what he had to do. I mean, you got to come and play, man. This is no games out here. Obviously, you can see the USA got clipped. Like, you got to come to play, man. Nah, no question, man. I, I feel like, um, you know, probably since, like, the, the 90s, right? We You talk about, yeah. Yeah, this play was insane. Uh, this is how uh, Team USA actually got to overtime against Canada. Down by 10 in the fourth quarter, went to the free throw line down four, made the first one, missed the second one intentionally, and got his own rebound and actually hit a three to take it to overtime. It's actually Big absolutely insane. Yeah, but, but I feel like, you know, historically speaking, um, Team USA, we go through these lows and highs ever since the Dream Team. You know, we had – we 
I don't know if you know this, Isaac, but uh, previous before the Dream Team, the, the USA was the only uh, team in the world that still used amateurs. That means that we sent college players to the Olympics and to, to the World Cup and to all the international competitions while the rest of the world was sending their professionals. Um, ever since then, uh, you know, the Dream Team happened in the 90s. But I feel like ever since like 03, 04, this hasn't been a big priority for USA players, unless it's the Olympics maybe. You saw it back in 04 with uh, LeBron was a rookie in the NBA, Allen Iverson, um, uh, Tim Duncan, uh, Carmelo Anthony, those, uh, Lamar Odom, they finished third in the Olympics. That was our first loss in international competition in I don't know how long. And then you see these lows and highs. We've, ever since then, we've won the gold medal every year in the Olympics, but in the middle, we've struggled because unlike the other countries, I don't feel like we have a good piece of camaraderie. We don't, we don't have the same players playing for three, four years. We have a lot of turnaround. Um, I think that attributes to it, but I really think the rest of the world is getting better. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. There, there's a lot of great players out there, but um, I don't know, man, what do you think? Like, we're always having different players, but what do you think needs to be done to win? What's the issue? I mean, regardless, it's it's the NBA. You got the best players in the world. It's supposed to be, right? Like, you got to come play. Yeah. Have, it, you know, the, the NBA, you've seen it. It's 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 shifted. Our last five MVPs have been international players. Um, it's not just like, oh, the international players are good players, but nobody's touching the American players anymore. There's a lot of reasons for that, I feel like. Load management. Um, I'm not going to take credit away from the rest of the world. They've gotten better, but I feel like we are really on our hoo hoo rah rah over here. You feel what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Like, you got you to pull up the dub. Like, like, like the rest of the world is working like they're from Dino, San Bernardino, while we while we work and take it seriously, like like we from Beverly Hills. You know what I mean? Like. Like, like we take this for granted now. Like ten years ago, people were still scrapping and calling, but right now we're like we're the prima donnas of the world. I feel like so these type of things we don't take it seriously because we don't take the rest of the world seriously yet. I agree. I agree, Domo. But all in all, um, because of this, there's been a there's been a big uproar for the superstars of the NBA to join the Olympic team next year ahead of Paris. Uh, LeBron even hinted, he replied to a tweet that said, somebody said something about the last dance with LeBron at, at the Olympics next year. And he put, he put the eyes saying that he might, he might be interested in that. Now, if we construct a team full of superstars, as you will, um, you got LeBron, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, um, I could keep going. Uh, Devin Booker. Uh, we can bring back Mikel Bridges um, because he's he's a really good high-level role player. Um, you know, the, the 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 list goes on. We have some of the best players in the world. Uh, do you think that we'll still be the favorites ahead uh, uh, of the Olympics? With LeBron's last dance, yeah, I think so. I think that should be part of his journey, his story, going out with the win. Imagine winning a, a gold medal at forty. That's crazy. Like that's <laughs> and not being and not being on the coaching staff. Imagine that. The craziness of that. 
That's some OG. He's an OG. I'm, if he does that, I might. And then if we win the title this year and he does that, I might have to say the vote. Wow. Low key. Low key. That's Low that's key. crazy coming. That's crazy coming from you because you're Kobe number one fan. I love Kobe. That's my guy. That's my guy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that 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 was really the the spill that we're going on. Um, I really hope that you know us Team USA players take it seriously next year. I really feel like not no knock on the team that went this year. They obviously competed. They were in every game, but as an international competition, you want to put your best foot forward. So I really feel like we should um, really do our best to put our best team out there next year, no matter who it is, because this is about pride. They're already taking the championships. They're they're. Uh, I hate to say that. That, that's not cool. Uh, the international players uh, already winning the MVPs. Already, uh, Jokic is the best player in the world, according to many people right now. I really think we need to take take this personally and go out there and take what's ours next year. So I mean, that's, I think, that's what I'm I think after all these losses, like for sure, I think they're gonna come in and win this, win the whole deal. I'll be right, man. <laughs> Hope we're not right. supposed to be losing. Reality is we're not supposed to be losing. No, nah, I agree. I doubt to agree. But um, you know what? We've been going on this season two. We've been going on this trivia spiel, you know. And oh. I think it's hilarious that that even the easiest layups, you can't get right. So these questions that I got for you, since Canada beat us for the first time in international championship competition, these are Canadian um theme questions all right so first and foremost all right canadian basketball trivia you ready no okay <laughs> now we we went over this over in pre-production but um this there's a there's kind of like a an exception right here which of these players is not canadian a shea gilgis alexander b steve nash c jamal murray and d vince carter I don't know Vince Carter. He got that one right. Okay, we're gonna get for real. Right. Oh, it is. I, but but okay, I didn't know Vince Carter. I wasn't sure exactly what you meant by that. Like, there's not. Yes, it's not Canadian. Yes, I um, you know, Steve Nash was born in South Africa, actually, but but is he? Canadian? He's a Canadian citizen. Oh, I didn't. Isn't he Vince Carter? Vince Carter is from Florida, and he's cousins with T Tracy McGrady. Went to University of North Carolina. He's merely a draft pick of the Toronto Raptors and probably, no, not probably, is the best player in franchise history. With uh, probably, you're going probably arguing about, about uh, DeMar DeRozan and Kyle, um, Kyle Lowry, but he is. No, uh, I think he's the best. I still think he's the best. Most, definitely most influential. Kawhi only played there one year. That's like like calling it saying LeBron is uh, the go to the Lakers because he won a championship. I get that, but uh, Vince Carter's whole Vince Carter's whole body of work. You know, it's crazy. I I was listening to the radio the other day. There's actually this um, documentary um, on Canadian basketball. It's called the Carter Effect. Yeah, that's Drake's right. Fire. I don't know. I don't know if it's Drake's, but it's it's a documentary on how. Vince Carter's play when he was with the Toronto Raptors and how it just uh, springboarded the entire basketball movement in Canada. 
and springboard to what it is today. So that's why I call him the GOAT of the Toronto Raptors. But I understand your uh, your argument, D, um, about Kawhi because he led him to their only championship. But I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, Vince saying that. But when Kawhi did that, we never expected the Raptors to win. Like that was they're, on, they're, they're on the cusp every year before he got there. They just couldn't get past LeBron. Um, LeBron. Dubs were hurt. So, <laughs> exactly. So, that puts an asterisk on Kawhi's uh, championship. But, nah, injuries are part of the game. It is what it is. Are right, you ready for uh, question number two? No. <laughs> yeah, go How ahead. many Olympic medals has Canada won? A, one. Mind you. Canadian bat Canadians been playing in the Olympics since before 1900. So remember that there's a lot of years. Uh, how many Olympic medals has Canada won? One, zero, two, or five? I'm going with a donut, man. I have no clue. I'm going with a donut. Now this is a trick question, kind of, but not really, because I asked you how many medals, not gold medals. Canada is no, no, no. You're supposed to read it. It's too late now. Uh, Canada actually won one bronze medal in the Olympics in 1936. Only, only time they ever medaled in the Olympics. Wow, that's crazy. Yep. Just one. Terrible. That's terrible. Okay, Canada. Um, Canada qualified for the 2024 Olympics. Uh, with their performance in this year's World Cup. When was the last time they qualified for the Olympics before this? Is it A, 2004, um, B, 2008, uh, C, 2016, and D, 2000? You know what? I'm going to take a wild guess. 2004. 2004? I'm yeah. not going to lie to you, bro. I, I did these questions the other uh, day. So I have to check to see if this answer is right. <laughs> oh, you're a you're a bozo for that. I'm I, I was pretty sure, but I, I wasn't sure. So um, see, look at you said 2004. You said 2004. Yeah. Yep, no, nope. It's actually D 2000. The last Ooh. the last time the last time the uh, the Canadian basketball national team qualified for the Olympics was in 2000 in the um, Olympics in Sydney, Australia, where they finished seventh. That's crazy. So this is big. This is big for them this year. I know, right? History, historical, bro. Crazy. All right, hit me with the next one. All right, question number four. Where is the Canadian basketball headquarters located? Now, this is the headquarters for the national team. Is it A, Vancouver, British Columbia? B, Toronto, Ontario? C, Winnipeg, Manitoba? Or D, Montreal, Quebec? I'm no clue. Toronto? I, I, You know what? I gave that one to you. I knew you were going to pick Toronto. Because, I mean. Hey, he's two like, for four, y'all. Two for four. You're getting yeah. there. All right. That's 50%. All right. That's solid, bro. All right. Last last one. Now, you know, Drake's all in the basketball. So, this is technically a basketball question. But you know how much we love OBO. Roy Woods, Party Next Door, Magic Jordan, you name it. Um, that's Drake's label. When was OBO Sound founded? The record label, A, 2013, B, 2012, C, 2011, or D, 2015? It's 11 or 12, bro. I'm going, nah, actually, let me stop. 2013. Eh. 
What was it? OVO Sound was founded in 2012. Oh, I was right there though. Two for five, baby. Two for five. Okay, so like last last time you were one and a half for five, so you're improving. That's right? two and a half, bro. How? I don't know. D said it. No, I I, I, was, I, I, was I, wrote I meant two for five. It's okay. Anyways, thanks for playing trivia this week with Damo. Next time, next time, you know, study a little bit. I'll give you the topic so you can go look at it. All right. All right. Now we'll move on to NBA news. Big news came out yesterday, which could highly affect the Clippers moving forward. The NBA enacts a star player rule. Okay. Now I don't know if it's called this especially, but explicitly, but um, it's basically a new rule to prohibit um, franchises from resting their star players on certain times. I didn't put it in the, in the notes, but um, they have to basically, uh, you know, request an exception if they're going to do anything like sit a player out on a back-to-back or whatever it may be, or rest multiple players that are considered star players on the same game. So um, here's a few of the details. Teams also – Teams must also ensure star players are available for national televised games unless injured. Now, this was this is a holdover from the previous uh, pack between the the owners and the, the league uh, back in I think it was 2012 or 2013. Greg Popovich set his whole team and sent them home actually, like Kawhi Leonard, Tim Duncan, uh, Tony Parker, and Manu Ginobili sent them home, right? instead of playing on a nationally televised game versus the Miami Heat. After that, the NBA enacted a rule. And this is, this is a holdover from the, from the old policy, but now the new policy is stricter. Um, a team must also balance the games that a star player sits out favoring more road, favoring more road games, meaning that, um, yep, I got that. Uh, they want, like, let's say if you're planning to strategically sit out your player, um, they rather you sit them out in home games rather than road games, only because those road those road uh, fans only get a chance to see that player once or twice a year, whereas you have 41 home games. Uh, if a player is subjected to a long-term shutdown period, like if they say he's injured or something like that and he has to sit out, the franchise will be investigated to ensure this is for a valid reason. Uh, the example they used in the ESPN article was Bradley Bill. They shut him down for the last 10 games of the year last year and said he had a sore knee. If a star player is to do that, they're subject to an investigation from the league. And lastly, teams was also what investigation. So what are they going to check your knee and see if it's hurt? Like, how does that work? Basically, they'll they'll send some some uh, third party people to check to see if you're really hurt or if you're actually just sitting out so that you don't get hurt for trade value. Like Bradley Bill probably uh, sitting. He probably set up his last 10 games because they're trying to tank. And they knew they were going to trade him, and they didn't want him to get hurt. So those are subject to outside investigations. Lastly, team must also make sure that if a star player is sitting out, they're still available and visible to fans, meaning that if a star player is sitting out and they're going on the road, he can't just go home. He has to sit on the bench and be available for fans to see him during the game. Um, so seeing about those rules, what do you think about that? Honestly, I love it. Fans come to watch a game, you got to play, man. You want to see you play and stop stop the load management. Stop that. I'm tired of it. I want to see these dudes hoop. I want them to go at it. I, I love the rules, honestly. Like, I think it's going to make it more competitive. And dudes need to play. It's reality. What do you think, Emma? 
No, I, I think that um, this is a great rule for the NBA. I, I think they're they're trying to back up themselves, given that the NBA is due up for a new TV deal, media rights deal. I mean, which they're trying to double the revenue that comes in. I think right now the media rights deal is for $2.5 billion or something like that per year for the whole league, and they're trying to double it. So if you're going to have a media rights deal, a TV deal, your star players have to be available unless they have a catastrophic injury or something like that. They need to play because this is a player's league. It's not about – it's not like the NFL where it's about the New New York – New Jersey or New York Jets or the New York Giants. It's about James Harden and Joel Embiid. It's about LeBron and AD. Like you, the the brands are not the franchises and the players. So you need your players. Do you think this is going to affect the locker room? Say if James Harden wants to rest, Joel Embiid also wants to rest. It's like, bro, are they going to communicate? Like, hey, now nah, you take this game off and I'll take the next one off. Like, how do you think that's going to work? Do you think that will affect well, the players? Well, like this, this rule is also centered around back-to-backs. Uh, but – Here's the thing, like you can't collude and do those things anymore. And if the NBA finds out that you are doing something like that, uh, the first violation when they find you is $100,000. The second violation, 250K. And then the third violation is $1.25 million for this infraction. So you must have a legit injury to not play in a nationally televised game or a back-to-back, unless there's some exceptions, which we'll talk about right now. Now, the thing that makes this rule tricky as well is the they define a star player by any player that's been on an all-star team any of the last three seasons. Right now, 46 players fall in that category. Now, let's say I got an example here. Philadelphia 76ers. If Tyrese Maxey gets selected to be an all-star this year and Joel Embiid is still on the team, Tyrese Maxey gets put into that tier mid-season. So the rest of the year, he falls under the same category. Like, it's not season to season. Like, it's it's dynamic. So if you, like, if I, if, I, if I became an all-star this year, right, and I played in the Lakers, I couldn't sit on the, I couldn't sit on the, at the same time as AD and Lamar. So this is, and I wouldn't be able to sit in any more nationally televised games, and I would have to have a special exception to sit a back-to-back. That's crazy. So, right now, 15 teams are currently affected by this new rule, having multiple ro- stars in their roster, um, but there are exceptions, mainly for veteran players. Uh, NBA pre-approved designated back-to-back allowances for players who are 35 years old on opening night or have career workloads of 34,000 minutes or more or played a combined 1,000 regular season and playoff games. So that's LeBron, Kevin Durant, um, Chris Paul. Those guys have the exception of not having to play a back-to-back for load management reasons. Let's say um, let's LeBron has that exception. AD would have to get a whole nother level of exceptions to not play on that night unless he's injured. Right. Yep. I mean, that, it makes sense for the old heads. They need a rest, man. Give them, cut, cut them a little bit of slack. But I love the rules, bro. I love the new rules. Who's got a hoop? No, they're backing up their whole uh, rule about playing 65 games to qualify for any postseason awards. Um, but also, they need star players to be on the floor for those media rights deals, man. They're trying to protect their capital. Like the, the NBA is probably the most liberating league in the world. Like it's a player's league, but they, that doesn't mean they can't put the hammer down. So I fully support this decision, honestly. I love it. We're going to be watching some good hoops. 
Exactly. I want to see, see what these suits got. No more sitting out of national television, Kawhi. I need you, dog. Come on. And if you can't play, you hurt. It is what it is. You too, hey, PG. What's, what's Kawhi doing right now? Punching pillows? Man, he's rehabbing that knee. Messed it up again. You remember that? Yeah. You remember that? All right, man. Well, I mean, we can't like we could talk like we could do a whole show about these this new rule. It's it's pretty extensive, and there's so many scenarios in it. But you know, we only have 45 minutes, so we're gonna move on to the next thing. Right. Okay, on to more somber news. Kevin Porter Jr. arrested her this week for allegedly assaulting his girlfriend, former NBA player, to for, former WNBA player, uh, Kaiser Gondrezic. Yeah, I don't know how to say her name, but. Hey, she fired. Anyways, uh, allegedly, um, it's reported that she had multiple broken bones, including a fractured vertebrae. And more importantly, it's it's reported that um, KP attacked her while she was asleep. Um, because of all this, the Rockets are looking to trade him for second round picks on the heels of the best, you know, his best NBA season to date. Last year, KP averaged 19.2 points per game and five assists. Um, this is disappointing on all fronts. Um, you and I were around, uh, you know, KP went to USC. We, we had some type of access to him. Uh, it was really cool to see him make it. Uh, there's no question that he had problems in college and early in the NBA, but I really thought that he'd turn the corner. So this is pretty disappointing for me. Yeah, sure. It's terrible. But I mean, you said he's going to trade it still. Is he still in the NBA? Like they're trying to trade him because at this point it's, the investigation's ongoing. So like until he's convicted or until there's like something solid, the NBA can't suspend him. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have to wait. Come back? There's no coming back from this, right? This is like, he basically killed her. Like this is bad. I mean, Miles Bridges beat up his girlfriend. He just got suspended for the year. So I don't know. I really don't know. But um, yeah, but like this is, you know, I like I, I never understand this. I don't personally like I, I'm never, you know, you Isaac, you've been around me for how long? I've been in some crazy relationships. You know that um, I've been with girls who yell at me, hit me, call me crazy stuff. I just never found it, found the reason to go here. That's my personal opinion. I don't know where this goes or how it how it gets this way, but. Man, walk away. Walk right. away. That's trash. That's terrible what he walk, did. Walk away, man. Like, this is, like, if, I don't know what she did. It doesn't matter what she did. But, like, if it's really something that's very, that's pushing you like that. that, that never you worth, it, it, nothing could come to that, right? Like, it's not worth, it's not worth it throwing hands with anybody when you're making millions of dollars to play basketball. But especially not, like, it's senseless to do something like this. You know what I mean? Senseless. So prayers for all the parties involved. I hope she makes a speedy recovery. Um, and I hope everything that happens in here is just. You know, I hope things happen the way they're supposed to. But I really hope that this is something that it doesn't permanently damage her. And I hope that KP finally learns his lesson and, you know, turns it around, bro. Like, still young. He's mid, in his early, mid-20s, bro. Like, yeah, this is. 23. She's 26. She's three years older than him. There it is, man. Whatever, whatever y'all was doing, you know, it's probably the end of it, which is fine. But like, KP, you need to get help, man. Honestly, in some way, shape, or form, I don't know what it is. But like, we praying. I'm praying for both of them. 
I hope I hope they pull through and go their separate ways. And I hope she makes a full recovery. And I hope that he learns his lesson and he, you know, he he turns it around, bro. That's that's all I'm hoping for. I'm, I'm sure. Hoping for. Hate to see that. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I don't think we're covering this one. This next one. Are we covering Trey? Uh, I'm, we go straight to the big baller brand. <laughs> hey, man. We are. We prefaced the beginning of the show. Greatness takes balls, and we forgot about that. Team USA forgot about that. But you know what? LeVar did it. Hey, he's so hyped about it. Hey, he put on a T-shirt. He's still hyping up his family right now with a new line of t-shirts and also slip-ons. And he's showing them in this video. Let's see it. What? These right here? Coming soon. So you got to get the whole ensemble. Triple B style. These are the coldest, softest shoes in the game. Trust me when I tell you. So get your, your big ball of gear up. This is what you need, baby. Holla at your boy. <laughs> Bro. I, I love this man. I love him. I don't care what he does, what he says. Like, first off, I, I, I respect the grind. You never forget where you came from. You could tell that that T-shirt was probably printed at Purdue by DG. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh, my God. Hey, the, the, the foily gold, bro, I respect it. I ain't mad at it, but... The more important uh, thing about this is the shoes, which we're going to see right now. Um, you know, these these big baller brand basketball shoes obviously didn't work out. But I don't know, man. I feel like this is more for the – like, I'll see some young kids wearing this, but this is more for the older older people, I think. Like a, a newer, sleek kind of – it looks like it's comfy maybe. I don't know. But what you think? It looks super comfy. That, that shoe looks – like it got a lot of cushion on it, but now it's a, it's a weird looking shoe. Look at the front. I don't, I don't. What is that? A sandal? Is it even a shoe? It's a sandal, right? I think this is a play on LeBron, on the Kanye slip-ons. I think. Yeah. You know, like know. it's not a sandal. It's not a shoe, but it's kind of in the middle. Or like you know how Crocs are almost like all the way closed. I think this yeah. is like part of that new line where like you would never yeah. catch me running these because I'm gonna sprain my ankle, but. They, you, would rock these? you would rock these? I wouldn't buy them, no. I'd wear them <laughs> one. Uh, I take I that back, bro. Hey, hey, I'm supporting the culture, bro. Hey, as long as they're not 495, I might cop me something. I'm not going to lie to you. But I'm not wearing, like, you're not going to catch me wearing them like the slides that I got the other day at, at, at the event. Like, I'm going to wear them at home. These are house shoes. Okay. Or these are your shoes that you go and catch the uh, go get the groceries out of the out of the car with, or go to the grocery store, or go run errands with. I I, I don't I, I wouldn't see myself wearing these anywhere besides like running errands something like that. But that's just me. Maybe it's because I'm biased. I'm because I'm three strike for life. I don't know, but I don't know. What, what about I'm, you? I'm busting those. I'm wearing those to the club and all. <laughs> You hey, on what uh, on what planet do you think they letting you in the club with those on? Uh, I we go to I right now get in the club with those on. Oh, you, you going to Redlands? Somewhere. Hey, the club, bro. Hey, the club. That's a lounge. 
Hey, 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 they let our they let our guy in there with the cutoff tee, bro. They let any they they gonna let anything in there. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Oh, that's hilarious. Shout out to my guy, bro. Shout out to my guy, Matt Bradley. He's a, he's a great guy. Great guy. Oh, don't throw Matt, don't throw Matt out there like that, man. Come on. Hey, we just saw him in downtown Redlands. That's all I'm gonna say. We just saw him in downtown Redlands, sure right? Did. Sure did. Hey. Sure did. Nah, but honestly, all luck and love to the ball family, to Labar. Um, always been one of our favorite people and families out here. They've been um you know they try they they've been changing the game whether they did it at the level that they wanted to or not definitely changed the game and you know you know made a splash in the basketball world like like we're talking about the nba right now we had to put this in our segment because of how influential they've been you know what i mean I'm sure like the kardashians too exactly all right quick quick before we go to uh to our street ball stuff we got it we got a wmba uh news the WNBA playoffs kicked off this week with the Las Vegas Aces being the number one overall seed in the playoffs. They've already won game one of the best of three series um, in their first playoff versus Chicago Sky. Now, the difference between this and the NBA, there's no conferences in the playoffs. This is the best eight teams, regardless of uh, East or West, in, in the uh, league. So you'll see they're playing the Eastern Conference team in the first round. Uh, but you – the Aces are looking to repeat as champions, and this will be the first time that someone repeats as champions in WNBA since the Sparks did in 2001-2002. What do you think they're going to do? you think they can do it? Yeah, for sure. I think they're going to do it. Bro, they're going to make history. I believe in them. They're really good, so they should do it. I don't think it's going to be easy, though. Liberty's nasty, too, right? Liberty's nasty. I mean, I don't know. I think they'll do Liberty, it. Right. Liberty's nasty. Uh the son got Dewana Bonner. You want to talk about Dallas? They got a Rike, bro. She like she like Kobe Jr. out there. Like there, there's some hitters out here now. Now this is top heavy. This is like this is like the the NCAA tournament. Sometimes like it's the Aces and the Liberty. But what I will say is the Liberty don't have a lot of experience as a team in these situations. So I'm really curious to see how they handle it. And Washington has Alina Deladon. Alina Deladon's a is absolute bucket. So I don't know. We'll see. But you know, West Coast, Best Coast. I'm, I'm leaning towards the Aces because they're 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 the closest team to us in this in this field. But you never know what's gonna happen. I just hope it's an Aces Liberty final. Yeah, yeah. You heard? I would, I would love to see that matchup. That would be a sick matchup. All right, man. Let's 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 move on. We got a street ball promo that I'm really excited to say. I'm going to the game now. We'll talk about that later. Oh. Uh, what? Make sure you guys like and subscribe to the Balls Life Podcast Network channel. Turn on your notifications and ring that bell. Now, I can't wait for this game now. You know, the, the circumstances aren't, aren't ideal. Talk about it off camera. But, you know, prayers to all parties involved. I'm, uh, uh, I, wedding got postponed for, for a lot of reasons. But West versus Midwest or East, my bad. West versus East. Balls Life squads right now. Venice Beach, September 22nd. It's a Friday. I'm really hyped about this one. Can't wait. What, what, what do you think about this right here, Isaac? Oh, this is going to be iconic, and the location is the best. I'm I'm there, front and center. What you need me doing? I'll, I'm, I'll pass out water to Ty. Who needs water? Monstar, what you need? 
I got you. I'm there in the mix. You know, this this is this is like, you know, this this is a meeting between the most part. We talk about this all the time, Hollywood versus grit and grime. Now that when I say Hollywood, that does not mean that the West Coast squad doesn't get after it. But, you know, I would say they have more household names than the East Coast squad might. Frank Nindy's a household name. Uh, Ty Glover, Body Bag, um, Cesar Guerrero, household names. Like as far as the streetball community goes, you got Malcolm, you got you you got a ton of you know blue collar um, Austin. Uh, you got a ton of blue collar guys on the East Coast squad though. So this is gonna be a gritty game. They're um, they're gonna play um, really hard. But you know Daniel wants to release a on release hype vid on the show right now. So let's drop it. Let's see what we got. Just score. It ain't gonna matter. It ain't gonna help. We are a real team. And they just got guys who just gonna go over there and put a bunch of shots. That ain't gonna help. Give me a jersey. Give me a jersey. I'll bring my shoes. I, I I just need two minutes. I might just use all my fouls. I don't know. But shoot, I'm hyped for this game, bro. Can't wait. 10 can on the line. 10 can on the line for the teams. All right. Venice Beach, historical Venice Beach court, September 22nd. Um, I'm really hyped for this game, bro. Cannot wait. Make sure you guys get make sure you guys are there in attendance. It's probably gonna be packed. Uh, and make sure you get it in the front row early. And then I'll say, man, I'm ready. Man, let's let's play my clip of the week. Speaking of uh, this event, look at my check my clip of the week. <laughs> this guy risks it all to go viral. He does a backflip on the freaking concrete. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, though? This isn't his fault. Like, what's up with my man behind him checking him up so close? I know, know it's not COVID. I know it's not COVID no more. We're not supposed to stand six feet apart. But unless you know my man's like that, I, you can't be checking him that close like that. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Like, man, give my man his face. The things these uh, spectators, fans do to try and go viral, man, it's just crazy. Absolutely. Like, like, get your dumb ass off the court. The game's going on. It's like, it, this is worse than when the kids start shooting on, on pickup just because just because the, the players on the other side and then they, they won't get off the court in time. Like, this is this is bad. Like, like, wait till the game's over and go go a half court and do your uh, stomp the yard routine. Backflip, you know, you know, the little Chris Brown shit, all that, you know, just wait till the end of the game. All right. Real quick before we go off, we're almost we're almost done. Let's show my my shootball clip of the week. My man has stupid bounce. 
and helps to get these guys in, uh, got him out. But peep this outlet to the dunk, he just glides. When he jumped, he was like, what am I doing up here? Like, why? Like, I've only seen like three guys, four guys in my life that have that moment. He just stared at the rim, bro. Ridiculousness. I thought it was Ty Glove. I thought it was Ty at first, but kind of looks like Ty from the Ty, right? Kind of. He's more more dark skinned and Ty a little lighter, but the way he's jumping, it looked like Ty. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, man, that's, that's all she wrote for this week. Episode five. We really appreciate you guys coming through. Uh, remember, subscribe, like, like the Balls Life Podcast Network channel, ring that bell. We'll be back next week on Thursday. We're glad that uh, Daniel's not in the weather anymore. He's feeling a lot better. Appreciate you, D. He's the one that makes the show roll. But with that being said, my name is Dom. My name is Isaac. This is Street Ball. We out.